Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome in. It is another special episode of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and the YouTube shows. We continue the countdown of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. Today's show, we will do players 15, 14, and 13. And this really, to me, is the true NBA royalty of the last 50 years. With respect to Dirk and the Mailman and Barkley and KG and... David Robinson and Chris Paul and the guys who we've already done 15 to 10 are iconic all timers and nine through one are really inarguably the greatest players that most any of us have seen with our own eyes. As again, we're not including Wilt and Russell and the like on the list. So let's get right to it. We will go to number 15, a guy who I think by the analytics era and by the younger generation is chronically underrated, but maybe not after you listen to these next few minutes. Number 15, Isaiah Thomas. So Isaiah Thomas's regular season resume is not great. Three-time first-team All-NBA, two-time second-team All-NBA, one-time assist champ, and one time was a top-five MVP finisher. That's it. So how does Isaiah Thomas with that regular season resume, come in 15th of the 50 50 best players the last 50 years. Well, quite simply, Isaiah Thomas understood how to win basketball games as well as any player in NBA history, and he showed it. We don't include what you did in college on this list, but it is worth noting Isaiah Thomas was a champion in college, was the number two pick of the draft, and I talked to Isaiah once, and asked him, because I once upon a time had underrated Isaiah Thomas historically. And my answer was, like most people is, well, the numbers are the numbers. And his argument was, he understood the best way for the Pistons to win games. He understood who needed touches, who needed shots, who needed the ball in their hands in order to contribute the best they could on the defensive side of the ball. So he would sacrifice his own numbers his own accomplishments for those of his teammates. But when they needed it most, he would show up and have monster games. And when you break it down, it is inarguably true. As soon as his teams faced elimination, Isaiah was unbelievable. Furthermore than that, Isaiah also, and this part's critical, did not have a super team. Isaiah had very good teams. 
but Isaiah didn't have a single teammate that was on the NBA's original 50 best players of the last 50 years, or the their, I'm sorry, their 50 greatest players ever. And his only teammate that even made the top 75 list was Dennis Rodman. Yet, as we'll get into, how did he do against Magic and his super team? Against Michael? Against Bird and his super team in Boston? Isaiah consistently won. So let's go through the postseason resume, all right? 1984, elimination game of the first series of his career. He has 35 and 12. Again, Isaiah, who's a less than 20 point per game career guy, first elimination game in his playoff career, 35 and 12 against the Knicks. 1985, facing elimination against the 85 Celtics, 37, 12, and 9 for the series. Averaged 26, 6, and 11 against the 85 Celtics. The next year, the 86 Celtics might be the greatest team ever. That year, Celtics obviously ended up going on to the finals, losing to Magic and Kareem and Worthy in the finals. In that series, I believe he outplayed Bird. His next two best offensive teammates were Vinnie Johnson and Kelly Trapuca. The next year, 1986, Facing elimination against Atlanta, what does Isaiah do? 36, 10, and 12. Average 27, 7, and 12 for the series. But now is when we get to the meat of Isaiah Thomas's greatness. 1987 to 1981. 1987 starts the playoffs off with 34, 9, 9, 4, 2. Swept Washington in round one. Got revenge over Dominique in round two, who had beat, beat him the previous year. Had three 30-point games that series against Dominique. Lost to the defending champion Boston Celtics in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. So 1987 to the Conference Finals. The, amazing to start the playoffs against Washington. Absolutely fantastic against Dominique in Atlanta. And then lose a seven-game series to an all-time team in Boston in 1987. Well, a team that was the defending champ, I should say. The 87 Celtics were very, very good. Maybe not an all-time team. 1988, beats Michael Jordan in round two. That's going to be a theme. He averaged 20 and 10 that series. Has 35, 8, 5, and 4 in game five of the 1988 Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. That game is the unofficial, in my mind, end of the Bird-McHale run in Boston. Isaiah ended it to make his first NBA Finals. Now let's get to it. 1988 Finals. First game of the Finals has 19 and 12 to steal game one in Los Angeles. And then we're in game six. The Pistons can win the title. They're up 3-2 on the 88 defending champion Los Angeles Lakers. He has 43 points, eight rebounds, six assists, 25 third quarter points on the terribly sprained ankle. They in, in they that gave them the lead going into the fourth. They lose by one on a phantom foul call. Kareem goes to the line, makes two free throws, forces a game seven. In the game seven, Zeke's hobbled. They lose by three points. Magic gets his final ring. He was this close to having a playoff run where he goes through Jordan, then Bird and McHale, then Magic, Kareem, and Worthy for the series. The NBA Finals, his first Finals, he averages 20 and 9. Does he give up? Does he say, ah, it's not. Look at these teams I got to go through. No. 
the very next year, 1989, sweeps burden round one, swept Moncrief and company, the Bucks team we talked about earlier in the series in round two, down 1-0 to Chicago and Michael Jordan, outplays MJ, drops 33 on the Bulls to tie the series, down 2-1 to MJ and the Bulls, wins three straight, averaging 26, 6, 7, and 3 for the final three games. Game six, to beat the Bulls, has 33, 5, 4, and 3, and knocks out Jordan again, and then in his first finals game ever, has 24 and 9 en route to sweeping the Lakers. So that year, he did go through Bird, Michael, and Magic. The next year, beat Ewing in round two, beat MJ again in the Eastern Conference Finals, this one in game seven, 21, 8, and 11, then beat Clyde in the finals, averaging 28 points, five rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and wins finals MVP. So from 88 to 90, from 1988 to 90, Isaiah Thomas played in 12 series. Nine of those series were against MJ and Pippen, Magic and Kareem, Bird and McHale, Drexler or Ewing. As a whole, in those nine, went eight and one, overall went 11 and one, and the one series he lost was a game seven, three-point loss when he injured himself in game six. 1991, down 0-2 to MJ in the Eastern Conference Finals. Has his best game of the series with 29-7-6. and six, Played all 48 minutes, but they lost. And that kind of ended the Pistons run. So from 87-91, to 91, five straight trips to the Conference Finals. Three finals trips. Record against Magic Super Team, 1-1. One one. Record against Bird Super Team, 3-1. Record against Michael Jordan, 3-1. So he played, let me do the math there very quickly. <clears throat> Excuse me. 10 series against the Magic's Lakers, Magic and Kareem Lakers, Bird Celtics, MJ's Bulls. Did not have another top 50 teammate. Seven and three in those series. And then the next year, facing elimination in round one, game five against Patrick Ewing, had one more monster game, 31, 10, and six. And that was it for Isaiah. But Isaiah Thomas could have won three in a row, arguably should have won three in a row. Did it without a super team. Did it in what I'm told is the golden era of basketball. The late 80s. Isaiah Thomas unequivocally deserves to be number 15 on the list. Before we move on, let's get a caller on Isaiah Thomas. There was a great scene from a movie called Back to School, which you never saw, Nick, because it came out before 2015. And in it, Rodney Dangerfield is uh, judging this term paper that somebody else wrote for him based on quizzes. Right, so they hand his manuscript in his hand. He goes, like, it feels like a C. Take it back. That's what I'm doing to you with Isaiah Thomas being ranked at 15. It's too light. He never had a great number two, still won two titles. He went 12 and six against Jordan in the postseason. Uh, his, his, his Pistons were a powerhouse in the 80s, and he was one of the best guests we've ever had on First Things First. For those reasons, too light, Isaiah Thomas at 15. Sorry, Nick. All right, Jenna, I appreciate the call. I have seen back to school. I believe there's a there's a diving competition in that. Also, I understand the sentiment. The problem is I'm you're gonna find out who the next the 14 other guys are. Hard to put Isaiah ahead of any of them. Number 14 is still playing, and number 14 is more likely to end up at number four than to stay at 14. We'll do him next. 
Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright as we continue the countdown of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. We'll keep it moving. Number 14 is a guy who has a legitimate chance of finishing his career in the top five if we were to do this list in 10 years. However, where he is right now, 14 feels right. If Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt and they win the title this year, maybe he's already to the top 10. But where he is right now is number 14. Number 14, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis's regular season resume is unbelievable. Somehow his postseason resume might be better. Four-time first-team All-NBA. Two-time second-team All-NBA. He is a two-time MVP with four top four MVP finishes, a one-time defensive player of the year, five-time all-defense. All of those things Giannis has accomplished already in his career. His postseason accomplishments are as follows. Had a 25-12 and 12 as a 20-year-old in his first playoffs ever. That was 2015. 2017, averaged 25-10-4 and four in a round one loss to Toronto, including 34-9 and nine facing elimination. 2018 is when you started to be like, oh boy, how good can he be? Started the playoffs off with a 35-13-7-3 and, and averaged for the series 26-10-6 on 57% shooting, but lost in seven to Boston. And now it starts to get special. 2019, 41-9 to win his first series. A 39-16-4 to go up 3-1 on Boston, averaging 28-11-5 for the series. And then it looked like, oh my God, Giannis is going to win the title already. Guy's going to be 24 years old, going to be league MVP, champion, all of it. He had a 30-point, 17-rebound, 5-assist game to go up 2-0 on Kawhi and Toronto. Game 3, if you remember, was the triple overtime game, though. They lose. They don't win another game that series. The next year, he crushes round 1, wins another league MVP, averages 31-16-6, and but in round 2, he was shaky, and then he got hurt. They lose to Miami. 
And all of a sudden, it's like, oh boy. And then there's the 2021 playoff run, which is quite simply one of the greatest playoff runs any player has ever had in any sport ever. So let's go through it. Round one, you get Miami again. They could have ducked them. They didn't. The team that beat them the previous year sweeps them, averaging 24 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists, as Giannis started to really become an excellent passer. Round two, iconic series. One of the greatest round two series ever against Brooklyn. Remember, James Harden got hurt in the first game of that series, came back in game five. Kyrie played games one through four, got hurt in game four, was not back throughout. So it was Durant was there the whole time. Kyrie was there for the first four. Harden was there for the last three, kind of. They're down 2-0 to Brooklyn and Kevin Durant. Over the next five games, he averages 34 points and 14 rebounds on 56% shooting, including facing elimination in game six, 30 points, 17 rebounds, three assists, and then and then in game seven, a 40-13-5, and, and still had gas left in the tank to tie the game in overtime, and overtime where KD went 0 for 6 from the field. Averaged in the conference finals, 31-11-6, the first three games. Then he hyperextended his knee. It looked like he was going to be out a year. He was out a week. So what happened? Comes back for game one of the finals is not great. And then this is what he does over the next five games of the NBA finals to put together. You, I don't think it's the greatest finals ever. But if you say it, I don't think you're crazy. Game two, 42-12-4 with three blocks, but they lose. Now they're down 0-2 again. Game three, 41-13-6 to get a game back. Game four, 26 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists, three steals, two blocks, and one of those blocks saved the game. That's the DeAndre Ayton alley-oop block. Game five, 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists, and the game-winning alley-oop. And then game six, if you want to say this is the greatest finals game ever played, it's it's certainly on the very short list. 50 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, five blocks to win the title. Average 35-13-5 on 62% shooting for the NBA Finals last year against the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, no fluke. They're a 64-win team this year. This year, 2022, round one against Chicago, averages 29-13-6 on 57%, but Chris Middleton goes down. Round two against Boston, throws up a 24-13-12 to win game one. Throws up a 42-12-8 to go up 2-1. to one. Throws up a 40-11 to go up 3-2 to two against the Celtics team that by the time this airs, maybe they're en route to winning the title. I don't know. And then in a chance to move on without Middleton, game six against Boston, 44-20-6, but they lose. They end up losing in seven. He averages, everyone felt like Boston defended him well. He averaged 34 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists for the series. So Giannis, one of the only guys in league history with a regular season MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year award, I think that list is MJ. Akeem, and Giannis. He did it in the same year, by the way. I think he should have more than two regular season MVPs. He was a guy who was like, oh, can you rely on him in the postseason? And now he averages 35 in a series where it feels like people slowed him down. 
Ooh, can you rely on him at the free throw line? He wins 17 of 19 from the free throw line in that 50-point game to win the title. He is a selfless teammate, an absolute Iron Man, the best defender in basketball, the most dominant scorer in basketball, the best player in basketball as we record this today. He's the 14th best player of the last 50 years and rising. Giannis Antetokounmpo, let's go to a caller on Giannis. Giannis at number 14, I can live with that for now. Um, but obviously the feeling is that he's going to move up. I think you feel the same way. Look, it's going to come down to rings. His numbers are going to be out off the charts. And the thing about Giannis is, as good as he already is, he's probably 70 to 75% of the player he can be. If his mid-range and three-point jump shots continue to improve and really get to the point where he's a good shooter, it's over. But again, you know this, it's going to come down to how many rings he can win. I do think he's got GOAT potential. I'm not saying he'll get there, but he's a guy that if he really maximizes individual potential and won enough rings, probably at least four, then you can start thinking about him maybe in that conversation. We'll see, but not bad right now at 14. I think he's going to get in the conversation, and I don't think he needs a three-point shot. I think if he can just get a mid-range, a bit of a mid-range shot, maybe the Dirk one-legged kind of fadeaway that we've seen him trying out, and a bit of a baby hook, he becomes totally unguardable, as is he's pretty damn unguardable. He's the 14th best player of the last 50 years, and if we were to do this list again in two years, he'd probably already be in the top 10. Giannis Antetokounmpo. We'll get to another active player next. What's next? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright, 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. And the player we're about to do, I will admit, is one of the hardest to run. Because A, he's still playing in space on just what you've done. But also, if you if someone comes to me and says, Nick, you have him two spots too low or two spots too high, I understand the arguments. I understand the Giannis versus this guy argument. I understand the Steph versus this guy argument. I think right now as we sit here today, he's right between those two. He's number 13. He's one of the most gifted scorers and one of the most naturally graceful basketball players we've ever seen. Number 13, 
Kevin Durant. Regular season, what's it look like? Six-time first-team All-NBA, four-time second-team All-NBA. He's won one MVP. He's come in second place in MVP voting three times. He's been in the top five, six separate times. He's a 50-40-90 club guy. He's a four-time scoring champ. He is tied to the tenth of a point with LeBron James in career points per game, second most of the last 50 years, behind only Michael Jordan. In the postseason, there's some lows, but a whole lot of highs. So he's a two-time champion, obviously, a two-time finals MVP, and a four-time finalist. So let's go through it because Kevin Durant, much like LeBron, basically kicked ass in the playoffs as a child and never stopped. 2010, first series of his career, down 0-2 to the 2010 Lakers, who obviously would go on to win the title. He throws up a 29-19-4, averaged 25-8 for the first series of his life. He's 20 years old when he does this. They lost in six to the Lakers, who would go on to win the title. 2011, again, this is his second playoff series ever. 41 points to open the playoffs and then 41 points to close round one and knock Denver out for his first career series win. Average 32 points per game for the series. In the next round, 39-9 and in game six against Memphis to advance to the Western Conference Finals. Or game seven against Memphis, pardon me. Again, he's 20, was he 21 years old? To the Conference Finals. In his first career Western Conference Finals game, scores 40, averaged 28 and 9 in those Western Conference Finals, but that was against Apex Dirk. We talked about Dirk in that series, had the 48 point on 15 shot game. They end up losing to Dirk uh, in six games that year, but he's 22 years old. 2012, or he's 20, yeah, it's 22 years old. 2012, Kevin Durant, round one, sweeps the defending champion, Dallas Mavericks, out of the playoffs. Round two, beats Kobe in five. Western Conference Finals, brilliant the entire series. Averages for those Western Conference Finals, 38 and five. The Spurs, keep in mind, were up 2-0 in that series, had won, I think, the final eight games of the regular season, then swept round one, swept round two, went up 2-0. They were on something like an 18-game winning streak and then Durant, and people should go back and look at what Russ did in those Western Conference Finals, r- what Russ was doing. You know, at this really Russ from 12 to 15 in the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. He was excellent. But the Thunder beat him four straight times. And then he gets to the finals as a kid against LeBron in the Heat. 34, 14, and five. By the way, 34, 14, and five to get to the finals, playing all 48 minutes in game six against the Spurs. Now he's in the finals. First finals game ever. 36-8-4 and four in a win against LeBron. Averaged for the finals as a 23-year-old. 31-6 and six on 55% shooting. For the playoff run, 29-7-4 on 52%. He's 23 years old. So then the next year, though, Russ gets hurt. That's when Beverly runs into him. They lose in round two to the Grizzlies. Durant's excellent, though. He's 31-9-6. and six for the entire playoff run. 2014, averages 30 in round one against Memphis, averages 33-10-5 in round two against the Clippers, including an epic 39.16 rebound, five-assist game 
to eliminate the Clippers in six in the Western Conference semifinals. That was the best Lob City team. They beat them in six, and Durant was sensational. But then in the Western Conference finals, he was okay, not great. They lose to the Spurs. 2015, he's hurt. And this is where Durant's career gets a little complicated. 2016, down 2-1 to the Spurs. Has a 41-point game and then 37-9 and in a clinching game six to get back to the conference finals. Up 3-1 on the Warriors. The 73-win Warriors. Game five. I was actually at this game in San Francisco. Durant scored 40. And in those final three games, three losses, Durant averaged 32 points per game. But it was on 39% from the field, 27% from three. They blow a 3-1 lead. Then obviously he goes and joins Golden State. Now, no one can take any issue with what he did in Golden State. 32-11 and in his first playoff game ever with the Warriors. Averaged 35-8-5 and on, in the finals with the Warriors. Again, 35-8-5 and to win his first title on 56-47-93 splits. So forget 50-40-90. That was 55-45-90 for the finals and, of course, the huge three right over LeBron to essentially clinch his first title. The next year, the Warriors finally face a little bit of adversity. Game 7, Western Conference Finals against Houston. Durant has 34-5-5. and And then in Game 3, the following year in the Finals, the one game where the Cavs were trying to make it a series, they were never going to be able to make a series after losing game one the way they did, neither her nor there. Durant has 43-13-7 and seven, and another series clinching three. Averages for these finals, 29-11-8 on another 50-40-90 for the finals. So two finals, two finals MVPs, but everyone kind of feels uncomfortable about it, right? They run it back another year though, 2019. You guys remember the, it's like, oh, are the Clippers solving Kevin Durant? He has the I'm Kevin Durant press conference and then immediately scores 45 and 50 uh, and averages 41 the rest of the series. Scores 45 in game five and 50 in game six. Had 46 in game three against Houston in round two. Two games later, he hurts his calf. Was out until game five of the finals. Had 11 points in 12 minutes of that game five of the finals. Then popped his Achilles. So then obviously he misses 2020. And then 2021, I don't want this postseason to be forgotten to history for KD. Not only was I at a bunch of these games, but one of them was one of the finest basketball games anyone's ever played. Round one of 2021, he averages 33-7-3 on 55-50-90 splits. Just looks so easy. In round two, averaged 35-11-5 in that series against Giannis, the one where Harden got hurt, then came back. Kyrie got hurt in game four, didn't come back. But he had two epic games. Game seven, which they lost, he had 48-9-6, playing all 53 minutes, ran out of gas in overtime, foot on the line, and what could have been an all-time NBA history shot at the end of regulation. Everyone remembers that. I really hope people don't forget game five. Because in my opinion, the three best basketball games anyone, any human being has played in the last, call it, 10 years at a minimum is LeBron's 51-8-8 in game one of the 2018 finals, Giannis's 50 points to win the title, and game five of round two, 2021 by Kevin Durant with no Kyrie, with a compromised James Harden, when he went 49 points, 
17 rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, two blocks, playing all 48 minutes to essentially stay stay alive in that series, it felt like. They then went on to lose the next two. I told you what he did in game seven. In his career, he has 71 career, uh, 30, 71 30-point playoff games. That's the sixth most all-time. He has 14 career 40-point playoff games. That's the fourth most all-time. He has 29 points per game in the playoffs. That is the fourth best all-time behind only Michael, Luka, and Allen Iverson. I think he will move up slightly over the rest of his career. I'm not sure how much higher he can move up, and I think Giannis will pass him eventually. But the 13th greatest player of the last 50 years won Kevin Durant. Let's have a caller chime in on Kevin Durant before we wrap up. All right, Nick. It's Mina. Saw your list. Mostly good, except for the part where you had one of the greatest scorers of all time, Kevin Durant, ranked unreasonably low. I mean, don't get me wrong, Moses Malone, great career, back-to-back MVPs, but you really can't make a case for him over Durant unless you account for one statistic, which is the number of times Katie has dunked on you on Twitter. Oh, Mina, uh, first of all, the the wonderfully talented Mina Kimes. Glad to see her on the podcast. Uh, it is nothing, there is no biases against Kevin Durant dunking on me on Twitter. I actually enjoy that quite a bit. Moses Malone, though, Mina spoiled it, so I will continue to spoil it. Moses Malone is going to lead off this list next week. Moses Malone was actually the inspiration for this list. If Isaiah Thomas is not the most underrated player in modern NBA history, then it's Moses Malone. Why Moses Malone deserves to be exactly where he is at number 12. We'll get into that next week as we continue the countdown of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years on What's Right with Nick Wright.